Hello and welcome to episode 8 of the Fantasy Fitbar Pod. We are the podcast that talks about Scottish football through the unique lens of fantasy football. My name's John and I'm joined by the thespian that is Mr. Robert Scobie. Hello all. How are you doing, Scobie? I'm alright, yes. I'm alright. Week with, uh, with no fantasy. Um, feel a bit, you know, feel nice and uh, relaxed going into the weekend. Excited for it again. How yourself? You, you, you're looking forward to the weekend, which you making the international break? Yeah, I am. I mean, we'll, we'll get into it. But yeah, I mean, it's quite a, it's quite a depressing um, watch just now, Scotland, isn't it, just now? It's a, it's a difficult one, uh, you know, trying to shoehorn all these players into different positions. Um, so yeah, quite happy to be getting back to, to, to league action and the stress that is fantasy football Scotland. Exactly, exactly. Um, so we're going to try and do quite a quick and dirty podcast this week, guys. Obviously, we don't have like, games to look, review too much, uh, so we won't take up too much of your time this week. We gave you 45 minutes of uh, deep diving insight analysis last week, so you've got more than enough to prepare you. But yeah, this is a short shot. Indeed. To the weekend. Indeed. So uh, yeah, this podcast, we'll look in the first pass part, we are going to look at the international weekend that just passed, so probably mainly looking at the Scotland uh, Games from a fantasy football Scotland perspective. We'll also look at the Celtic players that were involved in international duty because if you haven't heard already, there is a double game week coming up this weekend and it involves Celtic. I don't know how you can miss that news. (laughs) And then the second part of the podcast, uh, we, me and Scobie are going to go through our teams, tell us what we're thinking about this double game week. Who are the standout guys to go for? And then we'll also answer a few questions from the guys on Twitter, as always. How's that sound, Scobie? Sounds like a perfect little pod to me. All right. Well, and we also had some reviews on iTunes. So I'll just read one out. Uh, this, week, this one's from the, the, the Pacemakers 11. Said it is the definitive review of Scottish football through the lens of fancy football. Colon, excellent. So we'll take that scope. <laughs> Please do keep leaving us reviews on iTunes and follow us at Fitbar Pod. Also, a bit of personal news from us this week. Uh, I don't if for those guys that follow us on Twitter and also you'll be seeing on your podcasts that we have a new logo. Scooby, do you want to tell us a bit about that? We do indeed. It's uh, it's courtesy um, uh, you know friend of the pod, Ian. Shout out to Ian, a uh, big Don's man as well. But um, but actually, you know. Uh, no relation to, to John's fandom. Um, but yes, not together. Uh, some really nice logo options for us. You know, we've got to take ourselves seriously now. We're, uh, you know, we're a leading fantasy football Scotland pod, so it's only right that we have a good logo. Uh, so you'll see that now shining brightly at the top of our Twitter uh, and across all of our pod channels. Um, so yeah, thanks to Ian. Let us know what you think of it, guys. Bit of fun, why not? Um, still got yeah. the cover photo of Hamden in the background, though. Uh, not using <laughs> that at this point. <laughs> Not losing that. Yeah, I think everyone will agree that it's a, a significant improvement upon my piss poor attempt at clip art that I learned. Absolutely, in. absolutely. It'll be good to look at the logos through the years as they hopefully get better and better. We can look back on that shambles. <laughs> indeed, indeed. All right, right. Well, let's get straight into it with um, with with the Scotland uh, Scotland games, and let, let's try and um, put this into a fantasy football Scotland perspective. Scobie, what what point do you want to bring out first here? Oh, toughy, yeah. How do we make international? Uh, how do we make international work in fantasy? Um, I think I'm going to start with uh, obviously some of the Celtic players playing. Um, 
people will probably be watching at the corner of their eye in Norway um, and that hammering of Northern Ireland uh, the other night, 5-1. Um, and I thought Elanusi looked great. Um, he's not caught a break in the Premiership this year yet, although he's been a very popular fancy addition, understandably at 4.9 million. Um, but he looked brilliant uh, the other night. Yeah, it was a, a lovely goal for Belly and Usi. I'm wondering what, what, what that was about the Scotland game that I asked you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, I'm just ignoring it's that. Really. Do I have to talk about Scotland? <laughs> <laughs> we, can, we can jump on. I had that further down my list. Oh, sorry. Well, I'm going straight into that. I'm going to start there. You know, some of the other, some of the other uh, players think about the, the, the press. And I, again, I just really don't want to talk about Scotland. It's awful. Um, so yeah, I think looking ahead to you know, as John said, you've been living under a rock. If you don't know, it's like a double game week. Um, you know, will, will he be there? Will he play both games? You'd imagine so. Uh, so so um, yeah, certainly he stood out for me. Yep, decent. Okay, and just to, I'll answer my own question then. Um, from a, <laughs> how did I think Scotland got on? I mean, it was it was shoehorning a lot of out players out of position in certain positions. You know, probably. Only three of the starting eleven on Friday night actually played their normal position, and that's including the goalkeeper. Um, so that was just a side note, but uh, purely fantasy football Scotland perspective. Ryan Christie he scored twice, obviously both from the penalty spot, but yep. still gets himself on the score sheet. Though I did see the wee stat that's uh, maybe a little bit concerning was that he gave the ball away twelve times in these two games, which is uh, quite high. Yeah, but he was he was you couldn't you couldn't fault the effort. He was kind of and at some points the only one of the only players that were really, you know, running his arse off trying to make things happen. Um, you know, I think he can probably walk away from both those games his head held high and obviously he got the goals too. So he was he was all right. Another another guy that um, that played from Celtic for Scotland was uh, Cal McGregor, who continued his uh, fairly anonymous career as a Scotland player. That that club form seems to not very often uh, transfer on to the international stage. But doesn't for Scotland's future saviour, as I've heard him uh, be you know be regarded as. Um, from 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 some people, um, some spectators. Uh, I never see it myself. I thought he was. Just away with the fairies um, against Israel, um, and I was yeah, quite pleased to see him not starting against the Czech Republic. Nearly got well, yeah, ten minutes in the Czech Republic. Uh, James Forrest, maybe slightly harshly done. You know, he has delivered for Scotland in the past. So I think he's got a bit of credit in the bank. You know, harshly mm-hmm. done by by playing right wing back in that opening game on Friday night. Yeah. What we're talking about? How are we supposed to get the best of our players if we're playing them in positions that they just aren't familiar with? So I think he maybe gets a bit of a free pass there. But as we've discussed on this podcast before, he is the most expensive midfielder in the game, and probably want to swerve him for the double game coming up. Uh, yes, I think still he, he's still pretty unplayable at that price. Yeah, um, and then going away from Celtic in the Scotland team, Scott McGen- Scott McKenna, 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 <laughs> McKenna, Ken, Ken McKenna uh, played twice, both games, uh, both started both games. Uh, I mean, you can make up your opinion on how he was in that back three. You know, he plays a bit of a back three under McInnes. Yeah, um, quite a big. Um, Big statement, I thought, from Clark playing in both those games, playing in the centre of the three both those games. So it's clearly a guy he wants to go mm-hmm. forward with. And he's, he's still young and still learning. Um, but, yeah, maybe didn't have the best of games, especially against the Czechs. How many chances we conceded? Talking of having the best of games, I think arguably the best player across both those, uh, our man, the former fantasy football Scotland legend, Lyndon Dykes. Yeah, hey! Proving 
once again um, how much of a loss he is um, you know, to, to Livingston and, and to those that had him in their fantasy teams. But, you know, at least Scotland's maybe finally found a forward that we can, we can get a bit excited about. Indeed. It was great to see him do well. Um, you know, we're gutted he's left the league. We, we always uh, thought highly of him during his time at Livingston. And uh, great to see that there's, there's going to at least be some competition uh, for that centre-forward spot in Scotland going forward. All right. Exactly. A couple of the Celtic players obviously playing on the Israel side as well. Uh, but I don't yeah. think either of them are really warranting um, selection at the moment, are they? Um, no, I don't think Hamed. so. I thought El, El Hamed was, uh, was, was, uh, was pretty solid for Israel. Um, yeah. I mean, Israel looked pretty decent against Scotland. I don't know if, whether that says more about Israel or more about Scotland. Yeah. We'll uh, leave our listeners to decide that. Yeah, and Marciano, obviously, as well. I was reading these. It's, it's pretty easy. Phenomenal his record actually this year across Israel and uh, and Hibs. I think when he's only he's only conceded that wonder goal from Burke and two penalties, and that's the only three goals he's conceded. In, you know across both competitions, pretty impressive. And then yeah, going into um, probably everyone's big watch of the weekend. Everyone becomes these huge French under twenty one. Uh, fans for the weekend <laughs> watching France against Georgia in which French Eddie played 18 minutes of and scored a goal from the penalty spot and then even more encouragingly he played 70 minutes against Azerbaijan uh, and again scored from the penalty spot. Scobie, uh, is, is he in your team for, for the weekend coming up? He's not on my team for the weekend coming up and I'm loath to say I'm staying with a jetty for now. I just don't think Now's the week for me to make that change. I'll, I'll get into that maybe in the next part, but but he's not. Um, we'll see how he comes back. If he's back on the score sheet, it's gonna be hard to look past him again. Isn't but it? but agreed that it was it was promising from a fantasy football point of view and exciting to see him. You know, get you know get that eighteen minute run out at the weekend, get seventy minutes on on Monday night, and uh, come through it unscathed. And it will be certainly one to watch on the um, on the starting lineups at the weekend, and then. Finally, on the Celtic Internationals uh, weekend is our friend, smelling of shite, Polish Paddy Klamala. <laughs> played twice for the Polish under-21s. He played 90 minutes against Russia in a 1-0 win and mm-hmm. then played 77 minutes against Estonia in a 6-0 win. Also grabbed himself a goal. And um, everyone, Lennon had been complaining that Klamala was just not up to match speed. I mean, these are two pretty full games he's played at the weekend. Does that, does that bring him into the conversation at the weekends? Come up for the double game week. Definitely. I mean, it's, you've got to wait and see what happens. I still think it's, it's Eddie and Jetty. Um, and he's kind of third on the depth chart, so to speak. Um, just got to wait and see, but hopefully getting up to a bit more fitness, um, you know, going into the into the latter half of the season. Quality, indeed. Right, well, that, uh, that, that covers us on our first ever international break. I uh, right there. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I started with um, completely far out and away from Scotland. I think we got through it. <laughs> <laughs> we started in Scotland, went to Norway, then we came back to Scotland, went to France, Poland, bit of Israel touched in there. Hey, it's international weekend, <laughs> I'm feeling extremely international. Welcome back, guys, uh, to Fantasy Football Pod this week. This is the second part of this podcast in which we 
That means Scooby and I are going to take you through what we are thinking for this double game week coming up, decisions, transfers, uh, that we're considering. Uh, so, Scooby, what's your big transfer? Well, I, at risk of you know, repeating kind of where we were, I don't think my mind's really moved on from where I was when we recorded last week. I still think, for me, my kind of problem area um, is midfield. And I think, as we've kind of talked about quite extensively now, uh, I think you've got to start to get these Aberdeen midfielders in your team. Um, I think, based on the fact that they're playing so well at the moment, I think based on their values, which are all very, very appealing, you know, Ferguson and Hedges both at 4.1 million, you know, I think are, could both be kind of star performers if they continue this kind of form at the moment. And then there's even some cheaper options, you know, down below them. And then I think the final point on that is looking at Aberdeen's run of fixtures. You've got, um, obviously, Kilmarnock at home this weekend. You've then got Motherwell. And then they've got, Ross County and St Mirren back to back away. So in the next four games, you know, given the form they're in, I think you've got to be thinking about bringing some Aberdeen assets in. So I think for me, I'm going to go with Ferguson. I know that Aberdeen get a lot, win a lot of penalties, um, and he is their penalty taker. So that's kind of my decision there. Um, as I said, that's I think quite, is also well. That's quite a quite a quite a rogue move for uh, for bringing in an Aberdeen player when we've got Celtic double game week on the horizon. But I like it. I like that we're making the listeners on this think outside of the box. Obviously, my team. I'm already up to my tits in Aberdeen players. I've got three Aberdeen <laughs> players already in my team. Damn, they bother there. My big move uh, right now is I'm sat on uh, bringing French Eddie in. I think he'll be great. Uh, just a really big point uh, that I think uh, the fantasy football scout uh, raised on Twitter earlier today is that all the kickoffs on Saturday at 3 p.m. This means that uh, sorry, so all the kickoffs apart from the Celtic Samirian game, which is the second one, every game's at 3 p.m. on Saturday. So this means, given the deadline is at 2 p.m., you should get quite a lot of team news coming through between 1 and 2 p.m. So if you can hold off making your transfers, you'll be making it on a guarantee that that guy is starting. So, for instance, I'm not going to make my Edward transfer until hopefully I've seen the Celtic team uh, to confirm that he's playing. So I'm going to bring him in. The other guys I'm looking at as a midfield option. So I've got Pollitt in there, who's away at uh, Rangers, who, you know, haven't conceded a goal yet this season. So I'm thinking either Elianusi or Cal McGregor. Scobie, you got any advice for me there? I think you definitely go with Elianusi based on um, the performance that he just put in for Norway. Um, I just think he looks more likely to get you a better return there at that price. He's already in my team. So that's kind of the reason I'm already three Celtic players maxed out with Frimpong, Elianusi and Ajeti. Um, so that's kind of where I am. But I was definitely saying Elianusi. Great. And then for those keen followers on Twitter, we ran a poll. I can't remember when it was, but in the last week. And we asked the great people of Twitter who they thought the best defensive option was for this double game week coming up. Scobie, I'm not sure if you've seen it, but can you, who do you think the best defensive option uh, for the double game week coming up is? Um... I think it's probably going to be. Uh, I'm going to hope it's Frimpong. Oh wow! I really hope Frimpong it's Frimpong. The, well, given his given his um, <laughs> consistent starting in the last few games, Frimpong wasn't there. It's actually Taylor's uh, most popular, fifty-eight percent of the vote. 
coming back um, from that many guys. You've got um, you've got Julian coming in uh, with twenty three percent of the vote that we had at five point three million. Obviously, very expensive um, player. And if you've already got Tav and uh, Borna Barisic in your team. I mean, how do you fit him in plus a premium striker? I don't know how that goes. And then also uh, the Duffmeister, the uh, Duff Dog. I don't know what the nickname on Twitter is yet for him, but whenever it comes through, we'll be using that. Uh, obviously, Shane Duffy having joined Celtic, will he go straight into the team? I mean, he scored. Um, Interesting that he's getting 13% of the vote there, um, given he's not even, <laughs> not even nailed on to, to, to play any part at this point. Um, so, so, you know, I'm sticking with my Fun Pong decision, actually. All right. I think Duffy will come in. I mean, he scored for Ireland at the weekend as well. He we missed that yeah. on our international review. Uh, so, uh, you know, goal-scoring um, options there. So that's quite interesting. Uh, anything else to say on Celtic with this double game week coming up, Scobie? Or shall we move into St Mirren? No, let's, uh, let's move into St Mirren. Okay, so the big news, the big news for St Mirren going into this double game week is Fantasy uh, Football Scotland already legend is Jay Henderson, right? He has moved to Clyde. Now, for the listeners that aren't aware of what Jay Henderson brings to your fantasy team, well, he brings zero minutes. But listen to me. Zero minutes means that if you start him in your team as a midfielder, because of the way the system works of bringing all the best players off your bench automatically for players that don't play, it means he is invaluable to your team. And now he's left the league, so he's basically guaranteed never to start. So, I mean, yeah. Henderson owners were rejoicing over this um, move to Clyde. Yeah. And a free um, transfer for you that, came, that comes with that going into this game week. So that, yeah. that is quite tasty. If you're looking to do a bit of a reshuffle, you know, yeah. you're trying to move some money around. Um, it is a helpful one. I'm in that situation as well. I've got Henderson on my bench. And having a bit of a look, you had any thoughts about who might be a you know a worthwhile replacement for him at that lower end of the scale? Well, I mean, just keeping it on St Mirren, the, the highest point scorer in midfield um, is uh, this so far this season is Jamie McGrath. Um, he comes in at three point one million. He's got fourteen points so yeah. far this season. Uh, so maybe that's that's the guy you want to bring in. Personally, I'm going to be keeping Henderson because I think he's such a a unique asset to have in this game in that, in that it means that I'm always going to have the best uh, point scorer off my bench coming into my team every week. So I'm going to keep Jay Henderson in my team. The downside of that is that if people do sell him, my team value is going to drop a little bit there and his value can't go up anymore because no one can buy him. I, I agree. I'm going to go a slightly different tact from you. I see the, the, the value, but I've got my eyes on a man who I think, uh, and we didn't really talk about him last week, but, at 2.4 million currently, Greg Kilty um, played the whole game for Kilmarnock against Dundee United uh, the other week. That was his first um, full start, but let's bear in mind it was the game they won. He got himself two assists. Yeah. Um, and at 2.4 million, he's not exactly, you know, he's not exactly hemorrhaging me funds. Uh, and he allows me, as I say, to just rotate a little bit of, um, of yeah. money going into this game week. So he, he's quite useful for me there. And uh, so if you are looking for a replacement, that would be my tip. Yeah, I really like that Kilty shout, Scobie. I have to say, um, one of the deliveries he put in for the Caban brace last week was quite sensational. And he keeps doing that. You know, you've got Cabamba on fire. We've already talked about how explosive that Kilmarnock strike force can be together, especially yeah. with Park playing in between off the top two of them. You know, there, it's just, there's a Cisco in there to have, really. Kilty could be yeah. one of the top scorers in the league this season. 
Absolutely. In terms of other Sunderland players, I hate to say it, but it's probably time to leave uh, leave our man, pod legend Richard Tate, um, on the bench. Uh, I'm I, I'm not going to play him. Toby, where's your loyalty? <laughs> Listen, if it was Ross County, it'd be a different story. But um, Sunderland man, I mean, Henson Southie back to back. That's a bit the worst double game that you can ask for, is it not? Yeah, I suppose this is this is the the. the... This is the fun with double game weeks every time is that you will often just get drawn to players. And we had it earlier in the season with St. Johnson. You'll often get drawn to players just because they have two games. But yeah, Scobie, I think you are thinking with a much clearer um, brain than I just now and thinking St. Mirren assets for this game week maybe aren't the way to go forward because yes, they're playing twice. But as you say, you know, they're playing two of the, two of the best teams in the division. Yeah, I think um, at this point, unless it's, unless it's a beaker, um, you, you probably look else. Oh, the goal sniffer. Oh, the goal sniffer, John Abika. I mean, I think it. <laughs> all right, but guns my head. The the two guys you want in your team for this from St Mirren is Jay Henderson. I mean, if you don't already have him, you won't be able to get him. He's out of the game for reasons already discussed. And then the goal sniffer, John Abika. Um, you got to fancy him just to, to nick one. But I mean, those those that Hibs defence has been pretty mean so far this season, hasn't it? My bold prediction is that John Abika. Does not score a single goal. Oh, I can't wait for him to score. <laughs> <laughs> he will not score a single goal. Um, all right. Well, I think we'll just finish uh, this week's pod with a few questions then. Okay. I've not had a look at Twitter. I have no idea what's incoming. Hit me. You got, uh, well, I just need to find them first on, my, on, my, on the Twitter while we're going. Oh, here we go. Hing me. Hingme82 has said, is it time to triple captain a Celtic player? And if so, which one? Oh, God, that's a good question, isn't it? Um, I, oh, God, that is a good one. I've not thought about it myself. I, don't, I think if they were coming in, if you had Edward coming in on a rampant scoring run, then you'd be thinking, yeah, look, this, is, this has got to be the week. Um, just because, you know, they've not been setting the legal light. It's, it's kind of hard to it's kind of hard to to, to say go with that. Um, you probably don't want to put on a defender, but you know, a double double clean sheet with a triple captain would be would be just lovely stuff. I think I'll probably hold out until later in the year. But it's a good it's a, it's definitely a worth worth pondering. I'm sure it will be used. What do you think? Uh, yeah, I think I mean some people use this triple captain at the start of the season, right? And Edward, and that was brilliant. I think as as double game weeks go, you're probably not going to get a more attractive one from Celtic. No. Uh, just purely based on who they're playing. Uh, but I agree with you, Celtic haven't quite... Um, well, the form's been pretty shaky so far, but in all honesty. Yeah. And there's also just that bit of uncertainty about who's starting. And it's quite a big risk to, you know... And again, it comes back to my point that, you know, you try and wait until the last minute to make these transfers and maybe you do hit the triple captain. But if, you know, I, I have been thinking about it and I, I'd be lying if I didn't say that I didn't have a dream about um, French Eddie scoring a brace for Celtic and me triple captain. And, you know, <laughs> I must admit, in a sad Good question, though. Good question like that. And just finally, Scobie, what are your thoughts on Aribo at Rangers? Is it time to bring him in yet? Um, I think, look, I'm always... I'm always working on the basis that they're only as good as the last performance or last few performances. He was, he was great at him in my team from the start. 
let's just see what it looks like when he gets back. Um, I'm sure he'll make a case to get back into people's teams. I do also, I, I do think his value is very good, um, and, and I do think he's got a nice start to the year and we can continue it. Uh, so, yeah, I think one to watch. Yeah, definitely one to watch. And I don't think there's actually any clarity on when exactly he's coming back. Before the international break, Gerard had indicated that he'd be back uh, in time for the game at the weekend against United, but I'm not sure if he is. Um, so there you go. Let's see. Um, all right. Quick, quick. Quickest part of all time? Quick and dirty is what I was going for. How dirty and quick do you feel, Scooby? I don't know. I think, I, you know, I think we, were, we were clean around the edges there, John. Things to say. Um, lots of international commentary. Um, I hope people enjoy it. Hope it's a helpful. I hope it reminds you that you've got to do your fucking team by 2pm on Saturday. Correct, correct. And good luck and all the best for the double game week this weekend, guys. Yeah. Uh, hopefully there is points galore out there and your teams uh, rake them in. We will be recording after uh, Wednesday's uh, final fixture, Celtic St. Merrin. Um, so we will hope to get the pod out to you for Friday when I'm sure you'll be thinking about your team for the weekend. Um, and um, aye. Aye. Thanks for listening, guys. Cheers, guys. All the best.